Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this next episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the acronym JOY, right? So, you know, happiness, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and honestly, why it's crap. So like, we're going to be talking about that. What does it even mean though? Well, joy is an acronym and it means Jesus first, uh, you know, others second and yourself last. Now, before you turn off the podcast, hold up a minute. We're going to explain why we're not against Jesus first. It's the other parts that's going on wrong. Yes, it's very similar to like God first, family second, and work third. You know, people throw out these kind of sayings all the time. And honestly, like both of these are wrong on so many levels and will cause so much unwanted crap and chaos and all kinds of things in your life. And you you wouldn't truly believe it until you listen. So listen, stay tuned, and figure out why is this bad. Yeah, so now, as always, this is one of those like kind of taboo topics. We love this. Yeah. And I love addressing them. I love calling out the people that freaking post this crap on Facebook. Like I'm not going to call them out directly, but um, maybe, I don't know. No, probably not. But anyways, like it's just one of those things. I saw a guy post this on Facebook and I'm not going to mention any names, but it was just like, and everybody was like liking and putting all these, like, I love this. I'm like, this is such toxic crap. Like you have no idea what you're doing here. And it's just spreading toxic, toxic stuff, toxic mindsets. And it's causing people a lot of future pain that's going to end up hurting them. And we're going to explain why. But the reason why we're talking about this is because um, I've seen it several other places, too. It's not just here. However, it's been mainly on social media. (laughs) Yes, mainly on social media and just different places. And honestly, it is a very toxic view, you know. And it's not that Jesus first is the problem, but putting then others and then you last. And so many people are on board with this. And so... Like, no, but yes, always put Jesus first. However, always, always Jesus first, but putting others before yourself. mm, No, that's where a lot of issues arise. So many different things. You have to actually put yourself 
before others, and we're going to explain why and biblically why and on what levels. Yeah, we're going to give you a lot of cool details here. We're going to blow your mind as usual, so stay tuned. Uh, now, we're going to be talking about several different topics here. First of all, actually four different topics. Why it's not a good idea, number one. Two, what will happen if you use this? We're going to also talk about my story for number three, and then also the correct way and order of priorities. We want you to understand like what the true order is. Yes, so let's dive into this. So why is it not a good idea? So these two phases uh, are, are even truly phrases, sorry, phrases are not even truly biblical terms. Number one, like it does not even align with the Bible, to be really honest with you. Like it, and honestly, if you think it does, then you don't really truly understand the Bible. So let's just go there. Uh, now, this is where people take a lot of verses out of context. As always, people do that stuff. I've done it. I did it to manipulate, to try to get like out of the oh, marriage. Yeah. Like, I mean... I'm not judging anyone when it comes to this. I'm just trying to educate, and we're trying to educate and help you understand that this is not the right way. So this actually goes back to people taking the verses out of context, but we're gonna we're gonna help you understand that. So they throw this they throw this verse at you, <laughs> kind of, kind of all the time. And it's Mark twelve thirty through thirty one, and it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength." The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. But let's, so here's the thing, like slow down turbo. <laughs> like, like not, not you, other people, right? Right. So like slow down, you got to slow down for a minute, pump the brakes here. And you always need to look at things deeper and understand it in its fullness, not just for what you see at face value. Like you just like, yes, there are some verses you can do that with. However, most of the things in the Bible, it's all a complete system that works together for the benefit of God and to help you become more like him. It's not just, you can't take one verse out of context. People do this all the time. And also, you know, the Bible is loaded with direction and command to care for ourselves. That is so often overlooked. Like it also says, above all else, guard your heart for its wellsprings of life. And this is the Bible, like Proverbs 4.23 the scripture is stating that above all else, above all else, we must guard ourselves. We must guard, nourish, and care for our heart because it matters to him. He believes it's so valuable that it should be guarded above everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he believes it's so valuable that it should be guarded above everything else, then why would people like it? That would that this verse right here just proves that you're wrong on the people that like think that like you're supposed to put others before you because here's what it's right here, right? Like you need to take and look at all the context, not just one verse. Yeah. Right? So guard, like guard it above all else, right? Um, Every, everything else. <laughs> everything else. Therefore, knowing what our heart needs and how to protect it is essential. The Bible also implies that we already care for ourselves. So when it says love your neighbor as yourself in Luke 10, 27, God implies in this verse that we care for ourselves already. The second commandment is built on the foundational principle that we already care for ourselves. It's out of our own abundance that we should love others as we love ourselves. Yep. Now, can you imagine if we cared for others the way we care for ourselves? <laughs> it's kind right? of a scary thought. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I know, I know <laughs> now we care for ourselves really healthy, right? Oh, yes. We do. 
maybe you don't, or maybe a lot of people don't, honestly, not maybe a lot of people do not know how to be healthy individuals. So therefore you can't care for other people effectively. Like people would honestly hate us. Like pe most people would have no clue how to care for themselves and to be really true, healthy individuals. <laughs> and for some, you know, this may seem selfish for those who do not take the time to be a true, healthy individual in all aspects, like mind, body, heart, and spirit. This would mean that they would not care for others very well at all. I can just imagine like the self-care, the, the self-talk that people have. And it's just like, I, I don't want you to talk to me the way that you talk to yourself. Please don't. <laughs> like it, yeah. That's just one thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, nope, like just don't. Yeah, they would actually actually neglect others as they neglect themselves, their own physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, like all those needs, like most people do. And honestly, here's the thing. Self-care is not chocolate cake and bubble baths or going hunting. Yes, that's part of, of hobbies, part of self-care. <laughs> but that's not that's not actual self-care. We're talking true emotional self-care, which no people have even a slight clue what that even means. And so it also says, for each one should carry his own load. And that's in Galatians 6.5. The Lord ca calls us to carry others' burdens, right? So here's the difference of, you know, we're calls us to carry each other's burdens, but calls us first to carry our own load. So we have to be able to carry our own load first before we can help others with their burdens. So there's, you know, little things every day that is yours to carry. Like that's your things, right? Um, so if you're not strong in these areas and all the foundations, then you're not going to be able to help carry your own and definitely aren't going to be able to help with anyone else's. Nope. Hurt, hurts to hear that most likely here but it's okay. It's good for you. Uh, respectfully also like this is important because like caring for ourselves and carrying, carrying, carrying our own burdens and our own weight, God commanded us that we should carry our own load, meaning that carrying, meaning carrying for ourselves, uh, would be honoring to him since we would be following his command, right? Yes. So that means we have to carry, you know, our own load. You have to, and you also have to use the right lens to look through when we're looking at this, right? Putting others before your own self-care would honestly produce the fruit of bitterness, burnout, like codependency, hate, anger, resentment, and so commonly a loss of identity. Right. So if it breeds, and most importantly here, loss of identity, if it breeds loss of identity, which is not what God wants because we're made in his image and if we're supposed to reflect his image, then technically the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gen generosity, faithfulness, self-control. Like if, if that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit and that's a reflection of God's image, then why are we, then, then why if we put others first in a, in a, in a non, so in a, in a, in really like a non self care way, um, then why why is bitterness, burnout, codependency, hate, and anger, resentment, and loss of identity the re the reflection of what is happening in your life? Why why is it like this is where women like lose themselves in the in the role of wife and mom? It didn't mm -hmm. say you're created in the role of wife and mom. No, you're created in the image of wife and mom. No, you're that's not who you are. It didn't say you're created in the image of provider. It didn't say you're created in the image of father. Like you're created in the image of God. Right, mm -hmm. you may your one of your roles may be father, one of your roles may be like mother, one of your roles may be business owner, whatever it is. 
Like, but that's not who you are, right? Right. So you want to be reflecting truly, truly God. And so honestly, like if the fruit of putting others first is that, then you know it's not of God because the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, right? Those types of things and self-control. So it's one of those, like, don't love me like you love yourself if you're not a healthy individual. <laughs> you're going you're to treat us like crap then. Yeah, and it'd be toxic to be around. And I know 100%, like, that's where we used to be when we were in our darkest hour. It was not a good place to be. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, so what will happen if you use this, right? Well, first of all, you will lose yourself and build up nothing but anger and resentment. Mm, yep, and be pouring from an empty cup. This is what happens. Anger, resentment. Your cup's going to be empty. We see it all the time. And, and like Tommy had mentioned earlier, it is so common. I can't tell you how many women I talk to on a daily basis who do not know who they are, who have lost themselves into the roles of, I'm just, I just know I'm wife and a mom. That's it. And I'm lost. Now, here's the thing. Some people would say here, and I know there's the people that are going to come back that don't understand this. They're going to say, oh, well, God fills me and then I can fill others. So, so yes. Yes. However, if you don't understand all of it, again, all of it, then you're not going to really understand what's going on here. So God grows healthy things and healthy things grow. Therefore, if you, meaning God's responsible for, if you look at it as far as gardening, God's responsible for growing the plant. We don't control that. However, we do control the seed that we put in the ground. We do control the water that we water it with. We do control uh, the soil that we give God to, to harvest the, the plants. So if we don't control those, provide our mind, body, soul, spirit, provide the right really frameworks and really become a true healthy individual, then God's not going to be able to grow in crappy soil and thorny bushes. So you have to actually provide the right structures for God to grow things and fill you or else you're not going to be able to do that effectively. Right. It was so important. That was really good, Tommy. I like the analogy of just making sure that we provide the right soils. Yeah, so you'll be basically pouring from an empty cup is what we're saying here. And we see this all the time. Like women love themselves, basically like lose themselves in the world. Wife and mom, like we said earlier, like men, father, provider, mostly here. But men do lose themselves into their families too. It's just not as common. And they end up putting themselves last. And what happens is, you know, when someone puts themselves last for so long, it's just like this constant, like, you know, putting others first and putting others first. And then you can muster that up for a long, a, a period of time. It's an undisclosed amount. Everyone's different. But what happens is after they hit a breaking point and the breaking point does come, they end up leaving. They just walk out of their life, walk out, walk away from their kids, walk away from the marriage. They walk away just from everyone and everything they've ever known. You know, they wind up cheating and just losing themselves 100%. Yep. And this doesn't always like, for example, like happen, like but for, for example, the women like putting them roles in the wife and mom, maybe they weren't a stay at home mom. Maybe they, maybe that didn't happen, but maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But sometimes like this is also common with like nurses and stuff or um, people in the medical field or cops, like they'll put themselves into the role of caretaker. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it happens in a variety of different ways. We're not just saying one way that this will happen. It happens in a variety of different ways, but they, the point is they lose their identity to other things and roles. Mm -hmm. And if we're supposed to reflect God's image, then why are you reflecting all the wrong things versus him? God isn't unhealthy. You know, God's reflection is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
it's not all like the resentment, the hate, the anger, the the burnout, all of those things. Like, no, the anxiety, the anger, the stress, the the worry, like the that's depression. Not, yeah, that's not a okay. If you, if that's happening in your life, then then that's not that you're not reflecting God. You're not you're not a reflection of God at the moment, and that's that's fine. You can always everybody grows, but like I'm just saying, like that's not. You got to look at what is the fruit of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so ask yourself, like, what are you reflecting? Is it, you know, what, what are you reflecting? If it's not healthy, then that obviously will tell you that you're not reflecting God. Right. So I want to share a little bit about my story on this topic because I had most certainly put um, others first. And so it was God and others uh, way before me. I put myself last. And when I had done this, it bred nothing but anxiety. Like it was just like stress and like constant overwhelm. There wasn't internal peace. There wasn't any kind of like joy, like <laughs> get that joy. <laughs> there. Yeah, no joy whatsoever. <laughs> um, sorry. Use um, joy acronym. You're not going to get joy. <laughs> right. Um, my sense of humor for you there. But with that, like, oh my gosh, it was, it was terrible. I was always on the call, like on call, like just uh, my mind, like anyone would call me, like if it was friends, family, just Tommy, like the kids, what, who, anyone and everyone, if they like needed something I'm like oh I got it I can do it I can help you I can you know oh what do you need what okay no it doesn't matter I was supposed to go take care of myself you know I don't need to go to the gym I I don't need to take care of myself I don't I don't need to work on my mental space like make no and how I'm like stuttering and all over the place that is literally how my brain felt all the time it was constant chaos and I couldn't focus and it was just like this just sense of like overwhelm and like being pulled in a thousand different directions constantly on the go with so much to do that there's not enough time to do it. And it's like, wow, like there's not time for me. I'll get to me one day. You know, I have to take care of my kids. I have to make sure I do this. And, you know, my work, you know, I have this requirement and, you know, I have to keep my job and then I have to, and I had made all these excuses and literally it got to the point where I felt like a crazy person I was walking around my room, just go, I was like, what about me? What about me? And this is the whole, I felt like crazy. Cause I'm talking to myself. I'm just like, what about Desnica? I'm like, you know, one, I have a name. Cause I, I people didn't really call me Desnica. I had all these other titles, um, you know, whatever role it was, or to- Tommy's wife or mom, or just the role I was in. And I was like, what about me? Like, don't I matter? Like, when, do, when do I like matter? When does my opinion matter? My goals, my dreams, like, and it was a major breaking point for me. It was exhausting. Yeah, she ended up losing herself and uh, needless to say had a lot of resentment towards me. Um, uh, needless to say on that. But one of the things like that I actually uh, heard not too long ago was a good way to put this. And they said that, you know, being a people pleaser, because this is kind of part of that too, um, mm-hmm. being, a, being a people pleaser is actually selfish. Uh, and the reason why is because you're trying to use it, it. It's actually, I would call more of a people pleaser, a people user, because you end up actually trying to use other people for your own validation and your own feel good. And that's what it is. Honestly, it's just trying to get validation and prove these deeper rooted beliefs wrong that you don't really know what you're doing at the time, but it's actually what it is. It's selfish. And, it, and it's exhausting. That too, yeah. And so all of this combined, first of all, none of my relationships at this time were healthy. And let's just be specific. 
I'm going to, I'm going to be very specific. My relationships with everyone were not healthy at this time Mm -mm. because I was not in a good place. There was a lot of bitterness, a lot of resentment and, you know, yes, I could, I could laugh and I would have that face, right? Like I would have a smile on, I would be doing things and not everyone could tell what I was going through. But at the end of the day, like if you're in, in, and I know for women, typically it's the bathroom crying, sitting in the shower crying, um, crying themselves to sleep. Or I just remember standing over the stove one day, just like crying, like, but all of these different things of these, just these breakdowns. So it's not always like, oh, well, they're always happy. The people who were around me would have said I was happy but they didn't know what was going on internally. And I'll say that none of my like relationships were healthy and at all. However, since then have been completely transformed. Yeah. So like what the point is like when you have certain things in place, you become a healthy individual and you actually have things like boundaries. Of course, it's not the only answer by any means. Um, There's a lot more to it, a lot more to it. But like when it comes to stuff like that, we have great relationships with, family and friends now and uh, it's just it's way 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 better and I can't so now I actually have true joy uh, so not the not the acronym joy right because now I'm I do put myself first in a self-care way and it has transformed and so now there is true joy so before I was literally reflecting reflecting everything that wasn't of the spirit and I had all of those things the resentment the anger the hate like it, you know, and even if you're listening, you're like, well, I'm not that bad. Like, I don't, I don't really have, I just kind of sometimes have this little, little bit of resentment, but I just push past it because I know that I'm supposed to love others. Yeah. That's where mine started too. Yep. So people, yeah, good luck. You're on a good path there. People tell me, you know, they're like, oh, I was listening and, and I'm not as bad as you. And I'm like, well, that's great. Like I didn't start like just terrible. Like it's a, it's a path. And you know, if I would have been corrected but like no I wasn't right so I went the full extent of like a chaotic path so if you're even on that path of where you're starting to like question like your worth and not knowing who you are and you know just this burnout and just just sense of overwhelm and chaotic state if you're like well I don't have time to take care of myself you're headed for a really bad place yeah you're I mean you're on the right path the right wrong path uh, if you want to get to where she was in a very toxic state, keep going. So like that, you're on the right path. Or you can change. Yeah, or you can change. And, and Or you can not listen to us and you can do your own thing and just keep going and experience what hell on earth feels like. Or you can decide to do something different, right? So, like, I know for, I know from my side, pers- my perspective side of things, like, I'm more of, I didn't really necessarily lose myself in in necessarily like like a role of like husband or something like that. Um, it was more of like I lost myself, my identity into like the actual relationship and put the relationship on a pedestal. So it was more of from, and I know we kind of both did that too, but uh, it was more of also like just, you know, I'm nothing without her. Um, I don't even know like how to survive without her or... I'm not, I, I, there's no point in living without, without my family or her, right? Like there's just like this obsessiveness with it. Which is all a very unhealthy and none of it is actually reflecting truly what God has called us to be. 
and called us to do, right? So. Yeah, so like for me, like, I mean, for us, or, well, one more thing from back then, like I did experience a lot of resentment towards me. <laughs> that was that was a big thing. Um, you could just see, and, and I know some of you men like resonate with this because I've heard it from so many thousands of people, but, um, but you went from seeing, you know, basically excitement, admiration in her eyes, you know, love in her eyes to resentment and that glare and like just disgust. And we don't have that anymore, but we did. And so you can come out of it on the other side. It just takes intentional work. Um, but just to let you know that that is it. That's what that's one of the reasons why this happens. Now, there's not the only reason why this happens, but that's this is one of them. Those are trying to get you to avoid things. Or if you're here already, um, well, that does suck, but you don't have to stay there. No, you can have change. And so let's talk about the correct way in order of priorities. So first, obviously, God first. God first, Jesus first, right? So yes, that aspect, 100%, always that's not making like any drastic, you know, change or shift. That's just the bare staple of being a healthy individual, like being a human, right? It's just like God first. And then you in a self-care way. So that is going to be another aspect of where the priorities differ here. So putting yourself first in the self-care way. That So God first, you in the self-care way. And that goes back to, and you know, in Mark 12, 30 through 31, love your neighbor as yourself. You have to first be able to love yourself first. Know how to take care of yourself, your mental state. Because if your mental state is all over the place, all chaotic, all stressed out, you can't focus, then you're not going to be able to take care of anyone else because you're going to literally be on a what most people term as like the emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. or like this just sense of chaoticness of random breakdowns, right? So loving your neighbor as yourself. So you have to love yourself first. And that also means emotionally. So making sure your emotions are in a correct place, like that you're emotionally resilient because if you're swinging all over the place and having this rage or, you know, so people typically swing between you'll have part of the population that goes to like anger and rage is the like their go-to, which was me, you know, like that was like my natural type of thing. Or Tommy's was like to withdraw, shut down. Yeah. He did get angry. Yes. But his typical first, took a lot. Yeah, his typical first thing was to shut down, yeah. you know? And so when you, if you're in this place of cycling or, you know, and you'll be fine and then you'll blow up and you have this rage and then you're shutting down and, and isolating you're that's breeding very toxic environments you're setting bad examples for your kids you're pushing away all relationships that you know you're, this is a negative impact in, on all areas so this is where like you have to take care of yourself first like you need to be in a mentally stable place emotionally resilient physically taking care of yourself like if you're so sick that you can't you know get up out of bed because you're just sick all the time and we hear it all the time. People are going through marriage, marriage trauma, like marriage problems, right? And then, you know, they're like, well, I'm sick again. Well, yeah, because you don't know so how to. So much stress <laughs> and anxiety and overwhelm. Like, you don't know how to process your own emotions. And I'm not, like, we're not saying self-care is in like, oh, let, let's just go to the gym. Like, cool. Yeah, that's part of physical self-care. But that's not what we're talking about here. You can, you don't even need anyone to help you do that. Just like, look up bodybuilding.com, go to the gym. That's all you need. 
right? Um, but like when it comes to like actual real self-care, we're talking about self-care, not selfish here, putting you second. So it's God first, then you in a self-care way. We don't mean just going to the gym. We don't mean just reading your Bible. We don't mean just going to church. We don't mean just praying. Like there's a lot, I mean, a lot more to becoming a healthy individual uh, and creating all the ho- proper foundations as a healthy individual. And we're not even talking about marriage yet. Like we're just talking about the healthy individual side of things and the foundations needed here. And on that aspect, just to clarify, you know, we, we're not saying be of selfish. So, so you can't take this and be like, well, they said to take care of myself. So I went on a shopping spree and I went and did me like, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> not what we're talking about. And it's not for like the men. It's not like, Oh, well I need some self care. So I took, I went and decided to go fishing all weekend. Mm, not what we're talking about either. That right? is a form of self care. Not all weekend and not yeah, like against not, not that don't take that and just run with it of like, Oh, they said, no, no, that's not what we said. Right. But so there is a difference between selfishness and then true self-care. So the correct order is God, you in the self-care way, then your spouse and then your kids. And then your, you know, your purpose, work, business, whatever it is, then your extended family and friends. And what a lot of people do here is typically what happens is they put, you know, them at the very last here. They do. They they may put God first, but probably highly unlikely. Um, most of what happens is it's like you know their kids. Most women, this is what it looks like: kids first, then their spouse, then their then their you know work or or family, and then you know God, and then them. Yep, that and that's very true, and that can't be more flipped upside down. But that is so true, yeah. especially like just. I see it all the time with kids being put first. Yep. But we want you to ask, the point of this episode was to really challenge you. So we want to want you to leave you with two questions to ask yourself, like what fruit am I producing? Is it toxic or is it healthy? And if you say, find yourself saying, oh, our marriage is good. It's not that bad. Then you need to look at this. <laughs> You're on the way for a breakdown. I hate to tell you that. Uh, and then two, the second question is, am I operating in the right priorities? Like we talked about here. Mm-hmm. The very important questions and be honest with yourself, right? Like this isn't, if you lie to yourself, that's not obviously that just put toxic right there, right? Don't, don't lie to yourself. Just be honest. It's just a, an awareness and a starting point, right? We were at the place where we were, we were very toxic. Our priorities were way out of a line, most certainly like flipped. And so it's just an awareness, so just be honest with yourself when you ask these questions. 100%. But as always, of course, we love you and God loves you. And we will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. 
Yes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day, and God bless.